Hi everyone, and welcome to episode one of Rom Com or Bomb. On this week's episode, we will be discussing Crazy Stupid Love. This movie came out in 2011, has a Rotten Tomato score of 79% fresh, and grossed $145 million at the box office. Here we go. Okay, first up, we have our first segment, one-liners, where each person gives a one-line review of the movie. So, this is Jen talking, and my one-liner would be crazy, a little bit stupid, and not even really about love. All right, very nice, Jen. So, this is Chase talking. My one-liner for this movie would be, I think they even said it in the movie, Ryan Gosling is the Mr. Miyagi to Stephen Carell. Or the Obi-Wan Kenobi to Luke Skywalker, in the terms of romance in general. I like it. Uh, Tyler here. My one-liner would be ambitious, but trips over its own two feet. Hmm. Sup, it's Phoebe. (laughs) I think this movie was comedic gold, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it's pretty great. All right, so we got our one-liners. Now I want to know what everybody's favorite scene in the movie was. Um, one of my favorite scenes was kind of the one right off the bat where the um, wife was like going through her midlife crisis talk and she's like, I want to go see Twilight by myself. And it was horrible. So that was one of my favorites. But Absolutely. It was horrible, so. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But. I mean, my favorite scene was in the beginning too, but it wasn't anything to do with the people. It was... The minute I heard John Legend come on at the beginning of the film, I was like, yes, John Legend, this is going to be a good movie. <laughs> uh, I had a couple. Um, Steve Carell diving out of the car at the beginning definitely yes. sets the tone. Like, I love just the character of Cal Weaver and, like, Steve Carell nails it. Um, but the reveal... Um, I guess we should have said this earlier. Spoiler warning, but come on, you're listening to the podcast. Uh, when you find out that Emma Stone is a weaver, it, it it blew my mind the first time. It still gets me when I watch the movie again. Love that scene. I was confused for probably 10 minutes. It's <laughs> like, what? Why are they calling her grandma? Like, what yeah. is happening? I didn't see it coming, and it killed me that I didn't see that. Oh, but that was my absolute favorite scene. I lost it. When... David Lindhagen shows up, and they're like, who are you? Da- I'm David Lindhagen. And yeah, everybody knows who he is yeah, already. <laughs> when Ryan Gosling just punches him right in the face, that is so funny. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and it. I was like, this should tie all tie in together somehow. I was like, I don't know how it's going to happen. And then, daughter. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the uh, shopping montage. Uh when Jacob took Cal to go get a new wardrobe, a new haircut, mm-hmm. I, as soon as that Velcro wallet came out, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> the dad shoes, too. <laughs> I think all of our dads probably have had those things at some point oh, yeah. in their lives. And now I have multiple pairs, and some, some are more stained green than others. Oh, 100%. They, depend, they got their fresh white ones they wear out. The old white ones they've cut grass in now. Mm-hmm. There's like different layers if you yeah. have to know. <laughs> oh yeah, we call we call from from my dad we call it his his like old man skin. He sheds it like a snake, but he keeps like six pairs of white New Balance. And he won't throw them away. His wife will throw them away. <laughs> but they will always find the wear. Um, but another part I don't know if it was a specific part of the movie that I enjoyed the most, but it was just 
the his son being like the biggest love guru in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And it was the biggest surprise and kind of a surprise in the whole movie was like, oh, why is this guy always listening to this kid and going to him for love advice? But he like gave straight up love, like good love advice, I felt like. A hundred percent. The I, I I marked down the the baseball scene where he's just it's like a two minute scene. He's he's playing catch with his his son, and his son convinces him to like, not give up on his wife and like maybe a like five percent cheesy, but like ninety five percent perfect. And to me, that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Not to put another one in there, but all the little Easter eggs I kind of got while I was watching the movie. Like, I feel like they threw a little Easter egg into the office. I don't know if it was meant to be there or not, but whenever they he was eating Sabaro's pizza, and he walks up and he's like, what are you doing eating pizza? And that's like Steve Carell's favorite pizza in the office. Whenever they're first starting that um, shopping oh, spree. I like it. Did that guy like not it. look like Dave Packer, too? Oh, yeah, his best he friend. Did. He did. At first, I'm like, yeah. is this Dave Packer? <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. Is exactly. this, no, his name's not Dave. What is it? Um, Packer. I think it's Todd. Todd Packer. Todd Packer. <laughs> and then, like, the whole, the kids ring Easy A, and Emma Stone is in Easy A. Like, they make the Easy A movie, the Scarlet Letter. Oh, you're blowing my mind, oh. the behind the scenes. <laughs> I don't know if that's all related. I don't know if she did that after the movie or not, but I just felt that that was cool. I, like, all kind of all tied in together. I do like yeah. it. The Scarlet Letter. Yeah. All the symbolism. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Okay, guys. Enough with the nice stuff uh what were your issues with the movie okay i'm just gonna bring this up who asked for a divorce in the middle of a public restaurant was that not awkward (laughs) or was my anxiety just triggered right when they're picking dessert and i know that point that like that point of dinner i'm excited to get dessert (laughs) and you're gonna tell me instead of you wanting the chocolate lava cake with me that you want to divorce me so we can never eat chocolate lava cake again together I just I don't even know how you react to that. That is bad for me. He should have just signed the papers right then and there. (laughs) See ya, I'm out. In chocolate. (laughs) I'm done with you. Another thing, I don't know if you guys thought this, but I thought a lot of the movie was cringe. I don't know if it's seeing it through the lens of 2020, but some of the scenes were a little cringy for me. Like what? A hundred percent. Uh... The, the 2020 lens is something that I, I, I just agree with. Uh, if we want to lightly refer to this as the child pornography subplot, uh, cringy is a fantastic word to describe it. Um, I get that it's supposed to be like everybody's perspective on love, but it was really, really awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Um, so that didn't really sit with me. Uh, on the slightly lighter side of things, this movie was two hours and 20 minutes long. It doesn't necessarily drag, but definitely too long for a romantic comedy. Yeah, they probably could have cut a bit. Probably Josh Groban's entire character could have gone. He was pretty pointless. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you could have cut him. My picture, or my problem with the nude pictures that the babysitter took was that when the mom found them she showed them to the dad yes also cringe that did not sit well with me that was gross yeah being a guy that is kind of gross yeah even thinking about it from your i thought that was pretty messed up she didn't have to show him she could have just told him that they existed no a hundred percent and again like strike two from the 2020 lens like it paints it as like oh mom can't handle business i gotta take this to dad like I don't know about you guys, like, my mom would have handled that right then and there just fine. 
time. Yeah, and I'm surprised it was more of like a we're going to attack you versus not wanting to like sit your daughter down because you're both girls about this and like talk it out. But. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the babysitter gave the pictures to Robbie at the end of the movie. Yeah. That was pretty messed up. Oh, yeah. I was going to save was... that, um, but I 100% agree. That yeah. just, it's supposed to be like a cute little like icing on top of the cake type of scene in the movie. And it just kind of ruins it. Yeah. Like, not so... every character needs a happy ending. And if that That's kid's happy, happy ending. ending. <laughs> exactly. Like For that kid it is. I've got, <laughs> I've got some issues. Plus, you're giving, you're giving him hope. And that kid has been looking for a little sliver of hope the whole movie and I'm just leaning him on again. I, I feel for the kid. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Am I the only person that thought when Jacob was making a drink for Hannah that when he crushed that He was drugging her. I totally thought thing. he was about to thing. drug her. I'm like, what? Well, that I powder? texted my friends right away and I was like, did he just drug her? Are you serious? And... I forgot sugar thing? cubes that's were just a thing. How, that's just how you make the drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that like an old fashioned? I think it was an old fashioned, yeah. Yes, yeah. I was about to have a real big issue with that movie, but. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some uh, romantic issues with the movie. Um, uh, I would just say it tries to be super realistic in some character arcs, and then in other places, it's completely unrealistic, and it doesn't really know what it wants to be. That's true, yeah. I agree. Let's kick off our scoring. We've broken this down into five categories. Soundtrack, cast, cryability, ROM, and COM. We're going to rate the movie based on these five categories on a scale of 1 to 5 for a total score out of 25. We're going to start things off with soundtrack. What are you guys' opinions? Personally... I don't think there was much to go off of with the soundtrack. I didn't recognize any of the songs. Um, I didn't think any of the songs in it didn't fit, but it wasn't very memorable. Yeah. I give it a two, low two, because the only good part about the soundtrack was the Dirty Dancing song and that scene. Everything else was kind of just like background music and nothing kind of really stood out to me. The ending song kind of stood out, but I think that's just because it was the ending song and it always stands out. Dirty Dancing song, only reason it has a low two. Alright, I think we're being a little harsh here. Two words. John Legend. His voice is like butter. When they start out the movie with that song, you know it's going to be a good soundtrack. So I gave it a five, only for John Legend, who I Whoa. love. <laughs> well, John, well, Jen, I even recognize John Legend even singing. Yeah, well, that sounds two. like a you problem, not a them problem. <laughs> I'll be honest, I also did not catch that there was a John Legend song. I also gave this a two. Uh, Yeah, sorry, Jen. Uh, I give it a one out of five. Um, Time of my life is super recognizable, and I'll get to how I feel about that scene in a little bit. But as a song, it was a riff off of a different romantic movie, so it wasn't even original. I'm a huge score person. I love when a movie has like a really good score that gets stuck in your head. This had no score whatsoever, so no recognizable music. Kind of cheated on the one good song they had, and no score gives it a one and a five for me. It wow. was kind of weak. I no stand Chrissy and John. I stand Chrissy and John, so <laughs> Chrissy was I see how you guys feel. 
All right, next up, we're going to talk about the cast of the film. Uh, obviously, the uh, headliner is Steve Carell as Cal Weaver. Uh, Julianne Moore plays his wife, Emily Weaver. Uh, Emma Stone, spoiler, plays Hannah Weaver. Ryan Gosling comes in perfect in the role as Jacob Palmer. Uh, and then Kevin Bacon is supporting as David Lenhagen, Marissa Tomei. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even look up what her name was. She's the crazy teacher. And Josh Groban as the uh, douchebag lawyer boyfriend. Um, so I give this a solid four out of five. This is pretty darn near perfect in my book. The chemistry between Steve Carell and Julianne Moore was surprisingly good. Uh, the chemistry between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling is just relationship goals uh and then even the supporting cast kevin bacon is so fun to hate marissa tomei is amazing as just the off-ball uh teacher and even the children who i didn't mention by name uh play their parts to a t so four out of five for cast from my book i gave this a solid five out of five anytime you have emma stone and ryan gosling together you know it's gonna be a good movie (laughs) I think they have amazing chemistry. Also, the babysitter, Annalie Tipton, is that her name? I thought she did a really good job of being an awkward teenager. Yes. Yeah, I really like her. She's actually a professional figure skater, because I looked her up after the movie. Is she really? Yeah. Really? And her love interest, or I guess somebody who's interested in her, the little boy, Mm -hmm. he was on the backyard again. No way. Which (laughs) one was he? I don't know. Pablo? <laughs> yeah. I I will say, uh, Chase and I were talking before the podcast, and we mentioned that Joey King plays oh, yeah. the four-year-old daughter. Uh, so she's obviously uh, bigger now in 2020, but it was That's it was right. funny to see her as a child. This was child. before Joey King was annoying. She was in her, now she's in her own Who rom-coms. Yeah, she's Kissing Booth. The Kissing Booth on Netflix. Ramona and Beezus. Kissing I've never Booth even too? heard of any of these what? movies. What? <laughs> What what White House down? Is she in that? <laughs> she might yeah, I think she is in White She's annoying. That's all you need to know. She plays Gypsy Rose Blanchard in the Hulu special on you never mind. Phoebe, for someone so annoying. Hot take from Phoebe. She has hate watched Joey King in everything she has been in. I just don't like her. Hater still watching. She's the movies, overrated. Man. I don't know. I gave it a five out of five too. Steve Carell has a special place in my heart. Yes. I love The Office. But you have so many big names. Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. There were just so many little people. Kevin Bacon. Yes. Like, that's a pretty big cast. Yeah, I also gave it a high four. Or maybe almost a five. Just because I forgot Kevin Bacon was in it. Not that I like Kevin Bacon a lot, but it's just because he's got a big name. There's a lot of big names in this movie, which I really like. But they all kind of worked well, really well together. Chemistry was there, which made everything work pretty good. A lot of fun, for sure. High scores all the way around for the cast of Crazy Stupid Love. Alright, so next section we're rating is going to be cryability. How much this thing made you cry? I give it one. Maybe a high one, but like, I wasn't ready to cry at any point during this movie. Everything I kind of saw coming, the only thing I didn't see coming was um, the crazy teacher popping in there. I did not realize that his first date after his wife broke his heart was going to be that crazy teacher. And then that whole fight scene was kind of pressing. I didn't kind of see it coming. So that was kind of sad. But other than that, I felt like I like it made me laugh more than it kind of made me want to cry. So 
the first time I watched this, I'm pretty sure I cried. I don't know why. I think it's just because I, like, randomly cry at everything now. <laughs> but I think it might have been the speech at the end when Cal interrupts his son and takes over and tells the story of his first date with his wife. And he remembered that she got the mint chocolate chip ice cream. And when he told his dad that he was going to go out with a ton of other girls after this, that was the first time he lied to his dad. Mm. I think it was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like yeah. happy tears. Oh, yeah. But this, my second time through, I didn't cry. Yeah, take it with his wife's relationship. Whenever like that scene that I kind of brought up where it was like that t at the school, mm -hmm. like parent-teacher conference, whenever she heard that he called her... Um, what was that oh, phrase the perfect they combination of cute and sexy, sexy. and cute. That yep. was kind of like heartbreaking. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. But I gave it a two, I think. Yeah, two. Yeah, I'm giving it a two. The only thing that I thought was cryable... You're a crier. I am a crier, but I don't know. At the beginning, when he found out and was heartbroken, that to me was the most hurtful thing. And then the rest of the movie, they made him seem like the bad guy. Like, he should try to win back his wife. He should try to do this. And yes, you should work on your relationships, but he wasn't the one who was unfaithful. He jumped she out of the was. car. He jumped out of the car. Who car? What does that mean? <laughs> okay, he was upset. Like, what does that matter? I felt like the whole movie, he was being portrayed as a person, person who needed improvement. And sure, maybe he did, but... She's the one who cheated on him. She's the one who wanted the divorce. And then she gets mad at him when he goes and sees other people. It's like yeah. the Friends episode. We were on a break. Yes, yes. I wrote that. We were on a break. And then she asked for a divorce. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad that he went and saw other people. And she's, I don't say she stole the friends. She got the friends in the divorce. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't I really think, a cool guy thing to do. I like, felt, I can't yeah. dump a boy like that. I but. felt empathetic for her because of my, like, my own personality maybe, but I feel like she maybe didn't deserve it. I don't know. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I, I never thought about how, like, like, Julianne Moore's character is arguably the only one in the movie that does not have an arc. She starts and ends in the exact same spot. Mm -hmm. We never get any real reason besides like I was confused. I went through my midlife crisis and I saw That's Twilight. Not an excuse. Like yeah, I don't know. She that... slept with uh, David Lynch. David Lynch. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't think like I wasn't gonna cry for her. I feel like she kind of made her bed and she. I'm with you. I was yeah. mad that she was mad. Yeah. Like, like that I wasn't feel like, fair. But looking back, I feel like he was the one that actually took the divorce through. I think she, like, said that just because she made a mistake. But I feel like he's the one that actually kind of took that divorce through fruition. Because I feel like she didn't want, the like, a full divorce. She just kind of wanted a little break. But I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. She jumped the gun. But she said, I want right. a divorce. Yeah. Well, she said that at the beginning of the movie. But, like, once they got back together after, like, that initial, like, night... Like, I don't think she wanted, like, still wanted the divorce. But he did. Interesting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jen, what was your score? I'm going to give it a two. Ooh. I really, I wouldn't have cried, really. I don't think. And I'm a pretty big crier. Interesting. More wrong. Calm. Calm. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat as Jen and Phoebe in terms of, like, I fully admit that I cry frequently during movies. Um, the first time I saw this movie, I did cry. 
somewhere towards the end of it. Um, this time around, I did not, um, but I gave it a three, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say why. Um, there were little bits that kind of dug at each of the characters. So the first thing was when the son yells at his father and says you gave up on mom like that just hits me right in the feels and maybe it didn't make me cry but it definitely got me um when cal steve carell's character just openly admits i guess i got lazy and i got boring and it's like that nuance like it's not like a he said she said it was her fault like he actually takes responsibility for his like lack of you know, staying committed, or not even committed, but like, effort. Stay, right, effort, yeah. like, that hits me, um, and, that doesn't excuse cheating, no, no, it does not, I am not making that argument, I agree with you, um, and to that point, the scene when they're almost getting back together, and then it comes out that he slept with nine people, and Julianne's oh, response man. is nine, oh, nine, man, that, that was a, that was a, it hurt, hard. it hurt, Really, that that's maybe the like the hardest scene for me in the entire movie to get through because when that conversation comes up, it's it never goes well. That was the peak. Um, Ryan Gosling's character, say what you will about him, he's a player. He's supposed to be, but he has a, a little bit of a character arc. And when he finally is in bed with Hannah, and he just says, "I'm wildly unhappy," and he for the first time ever, his shtick is make it about the girl make it about the girl let let her talk and then he finally talks all night to someone for the first time not maybe like tear inducing but you feel for the guy um and then last but not least when when cal sits down with him at the end of the movie and he asks for his approval with his daughter and he simply just says flat out i'll never give you my approval and instead of getting mad showing jacob palmer's character growth he simply responds with, you're a good dad, Cal. And he gets up and walks away. Mm-hmm. Just on like a male bonding level because I think part of this rom-com is the romance, the bromance between the bromance, Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. And like that hit me, how they were like at opposite sides because the daughter and the girlfriend. So I give it a three. I'm not saying it made me ball my eyes out, but it's got some emotion. Yeah, I definitely felt for like the whole, your friendship turning into like, now you're the dad and like this friendship is like different now because that kind of hurts when that happens and i kind of wish they kind of went deeper into like um ryan gosling's like whole transformation part in that one scene but they kind of didn't kind of like he said his one thing and then it kind of cut to like a what's that called like a like a like a montage like a montage of them just like talking and pulling around. i wish it was like we got a little bit deeper into that scene but it was still really good we can just roll this right into rom because they kind of go hand in hand. Our next category. How romantic was the movie? Alright. I'm going to give this a 1 <laughs> or a 0. Because I told them earlier. My scores are going to be 0 to Hallmark movie. Cheesy, predictable, romantic Hallmark movies. And I feel like this movie was not really romantic. I don't know if anyone else agrees. I feel like there was more romance well, between... <laughs> Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Well, this ain't a Hallmark movie. This is a rom-com. Hallmark movie is its own thing, though. Okay, but, like, there was, I feel like, not a lot of romance. Like, his idea of winning her back was building a golf course, but that was at the end of the movie. 
But I, I guess real cute. an argument can be made like this was more real life romance. The whole keeping up the backyard, doing things you don't want to do, sacrificing, and like that kind of romance. But when I go to the movie theaters to see a romantic comedy, I want cheesy in your face romance. Maybe they- I'll give it a one or a two because of the real life romance and love. But. I mean, this is this is interesting because again, I agree with parts of what you're saying. Uh, I think that the movie can be super unrealistic at times, um, but I gave it a four uh, because even though I fight with it, and I think some of it is super unrealistic, I loved how they gave the the son a romance angle, the daughter a romance angle. You got the perspective of Cal's character. You got the perspective of Jacob's character. You did get a little bit with Emily Weaver and her back and forth between. Um, David and whether or not she should go back to Cal. But what did she do to win back her husband? She just sat there, poor me, I cheated on my husband, he left me. And she, he's the one who has to do all the changing and the romancing. She did not Poor Steve, poor Cal. The water heater phone call. Oh, yes. That was good. When she called him and pretended to have an issue with the water (laughs) heater just to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. And he was already there because he was taking care of the lawn. I thought, first of all, it was very sweet that he kept taking care of the lawn. Yes. 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 But it was just so sweet to see her actually reach out to him. And I I really liked the water heater thing. I love the whole taking care of the lawn throughout the whole mm-hmm. movie. It was never like he was done taking care of the lawn at that first. He was always mm-hmm. taking care of the lawn. That he would never, totally he be never you. Stopped, <laughs> he never stopped taking care of that lawn just like how he never stopped loving her. Ooh. Wow. I like it. Right there. I like yeah. it. My biggest controversy controversy with the movie is the whole bit, maybe three quarters of the way through, when Hannah finally comes to the realization that she breaks up with her lawyer boyfriend and then she like only because she broke up with her boyfriend suddenly goes to sleep with the quoting from the movie hot guy from the bar now granted the movie kind of wins me over slightly because they don't sleep together they end up having this really nice but that's the realism versus completely unrealistic because what it's doing is it's making you root for the characters of jacob and cal who are complete womenizers and treat them horrendously. And then on the drop of a dime because of a song from Dirty Dancing and amazing chemistry, admitted, from Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, we're all of a sudden supposed to forget that he is a complete a-hole for the first hour and 45 minutes of the movie. And that's not romantic. It's just not. And it makes me mad. It glorifies the one-night stand and... It makes you think that if you take the right person home, you're going to find love. And I don't know. It didn't sit, it they didn't, didn't sit they well. They didn't even set up her relationship with her other guy well. Because you go in, like, I didn't even think they were dating. Because he would just be, like, talking yeah. to her normally, like, in a business meeting. And he gave her a kiss. And I was like, this this isn't serious. And she's expecting to get engaged to this guy. Uh, yeah. And that's the relationship we see in, like, in public. But I again, guess, is, that, is that the realism angle they were going for? Right? Like a, a, a romance, air quotes, that is so normalized that it's become boring and, and placid. Yeah. Right? A little bit like... Uh, but if it took that long to get that normal and placid, then how could she even go to that, to go to Ryan Glossin that quick? Again. Because they must have been together for probably the whole med school years, which was like, what, four years? Law school. Law school years. 
Sorry. It's okay. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's smart. I mean, does it make me believe in love? Yes and no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see how it really shows you how easy it is to get comfortable in a relationship, like with Cal and his wife, to... Like, once you're in it for so long, you you do just stop trying. Like, so it showed you that side of it. It also, also showed you how somebody can change for the better when they're in love with somebody, the way that Jacob changed for Hannah. You could tell that he was, I mean, it was like your typical, I'm not like other girls trope. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> I liked it. But... You could see the way that he changed even after his uh, little fight with Cal when Cal said he wouldn't give him his approval. They show yeah. a scene right after that where he's trying to get Hannah to call her dad like because he wants her to be happy and he knows that she needs to make up with her dad even though he and Cal are on the fritz. Yeah. And I just yeah. I thought that was really sweet. I gave this a three in ROM because it's kind of like yes and no for me. Yeah, I also, and I've been talking through this whole thing, but I gave it a two. Wow, we were across the board, a one, a two, a three, and a four. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. It was low, man. It was a calm. It just doesn't reach those Hallmark levels. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the Christmas Hallmarks. Yes. Nine lives of Christmas. <laughs> All right, last but not least, we have the com portion of the rom-com. I got to be honest, I laughed my butt off through this movie. Uh, I I said before, it's two hours and 20 minutes, and I laughed from start to finish. Um, I did give this a five out of five. There are so many amazing bits from him jumping out of the car, and even, even though it's sad, like... Uh, Cal saying he he wants the dessert and his wife saying I want a divorce of the sim like they had that perfect mix between the two and it just never like Twilight was so bad and you know when his uh you know the other husband comes over and gives him a, a cologne from Macy's and says you know Claire told me I can't I can't be friends with you and and it, it just comedically it was it was awesome five out of five and he was like are we break are we breaking up are you breaking up with me <laughs> I thought that was hilarious how they always do the bromance break up. I, too, gave this a 5 out of 5. Um, I knew this was going to be hilarious. After she said she wanted the divorce, the first time we see Cal, like, completely depressed, drinking in the bar, he's drinking a vodka cranberry. And that is my personal drink of choice. (laughs) (laughs) So that just goes to show what Cal is like. And then later, when Jacob calls him out on it, tells him... He's got a Supercuts haircut, and he's drinking a watered-down cranberry vodka like a girl. I just With thought the it was straw. hilarious. <laughs> also, one of my absolute favorite scenes that I think is amazing is when they're in the sauna, and yeah. Cal passes out <laughs> on Jacob. I just lost it. <laughs> There are so many funny moments. I could keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I give it a five out of five. I Anything Steve Carella's in, I feel like it's just going to be lots of comedy, lots of goodness. 
Like the gap scene oh, when they take scene. him out. I don't need a new pair of jeans. Yes, you need a new <laughs> pair of jeans. <laughs> Say it. I am better than the gap. Yes. The, gap. the Velcro wallet was oh, also yeah. amazing. Love it. They have a lot of good small pieces like that. And that's kind of what makes the movie for me, those little small funny pieces. Now, I'm a big comedy guy, but I gave this a, like a four and a half out of five. I didn't give it a full five. Just because I wasn't like, after watching it, I wasn't like, that was the funniest. Alright, so we were interrupted by the pizza guy. Um, but like I was saying, those small little bits of the movie are kind of what makes the movie hilarious for me because of how those little bits all tie in. Um, like at the beginning, wherever Ryan Gosling was helping Steve kind of get ready and kind of get back in the game, he was like doing all these things and slapping him. And then at the end of the movie where um, Steve Carell came back and he was like talking to him at the end of the movie and he slapped him a couple times, I thought that was hilarious. And um, even at the beginning of the movie um, where... Emma was with her friend at the bar when they first met Ryan Gosling. And we totally don't see her for the rest of the movie instead of some kind of couple, like, callbacks when they were, they were talking on the phone. But just her... I think she was just really funny for me. Like, how, like, Ryan Gosling was trying to pick up them and he was, like, kind of making this little side combo. Like, your friend's really hot, too. And he looked at her and she was like, yes, please do me. <laughs> and I was like, that was just completely hilarious for me. I definitely liked her as a side, like, side-supporting yeah. humor. I wish there was more of her in the movie. And she was funny. Yeah, we could have used more of her. Yeah. I think the first time uh, Hannah saw Jacob shirtless, and she's just totally speechless, and she's like, are you kidding me? It's like you're <laughs> photoshopped. <laughs> and then she just, can Can I touch it? Can I? I just, I think that's hilarious. Everybody's natural reaction to seeing Ryan Gosling oh, with the shirt totally, on. totally. 100%. <laughs> Even if by some chance you did not like this movie, it is all worth it for the reveal when they all fight over oh, David. Oh, that, that was the funniest yes. scene. That's I don't know the how I funniest <laughs> scene ever. Yes. Chase actually, I was finishing up after school and he came over to pick me up and he actually had me rewind it so we could watch that scene. <laughs> yeah, you were again. like, you were packing or something. And I went back and I was like, wow, you're, since you're done with this, I'm just going to rewind right back to here when they first find out. Because that's like the funniest, like, biggest <laughs> reveal. And he's just like, wait. And they're chills trying to figure out like what's going on. Like, why are you here? Why are you here? And then that guy comes out of nowhere. You're sleeping with my daughter. And he starts punching him. And then, and then whenever oh, I keep forgetting his name, um, David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. And once he says his name, everybody knows who David Lindhagen yes. is. But no one has seen him yet. That big. That was like the big reveal for me when everybody finally found out who David Lindhagen is. How could you forget his name? They said it several times. Bob Vance. Fans refrigeration. <laughs> I, I don't know how I keep forgetting it, but that's like his name was the funniest part for me too. Just so like his name yeah. and how everybody kept saying it. You gotta love the repeated callbacks. Yeah. yeah, when they're all fighting and they're all mad at different people, but they are all mad at David Lindhagen. Yeah. But they're trying to take Jacob down, and he's just standing there like they can't, they can't get him, and he's yeah. like, "Okay, this is weird. What's going on?" <laughs> Even to go back in, I feel like David Lindhagen isn't like a horrible guy either. He's not like a horrible guy. Even though he did sleep with someone who's married. But like, I guess we don't know that whole backstory. But he doesn't seem like a horrible guy. But everybody's pissed at him. He's he's trying. He's yeah. trying. One of my favorite scenes is when like we see all of Jacob's successful pickups at the bar. And then we see Cal try to do it for the first time. And he just like totally crashes 
and burns. Mm -hmm. And then when he's talking to Marissa Tomei's character and he just kind of like goes off script and he's like, I'm wearing eight articles of clothing and I'm sweating profusely right now. Like, I just, I laughed my butt off. Like, I could see that happening in an actual ball. And that is so true too. Because like, (laughs) yeah, you guys look cool with all your layers, but people who sweat, like me, I sweat a lot. I cannot wear that many layers inside a hot building like that. Oh, heck yeah. He had a blazer, a tie, and a sweater on. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and I love that they made fun of it. Exactly. Because some movies like don't make them look cool. But like in reality, that's not a possible thing to do. <laughs> I'm not going to wear this cashmere sweater into like a club and sweat. No. Nah. Um, but kind of playing off that first day since he got together with the teacher in that scene. Whenever they find out that the teacher was the teacher... Or that teacher was like his teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like cracking up. I was like, no way. This is not happening right now. And I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Well, and I, I think that that kind of like encapsulates the movie in, a, in an interesting way. Because they have this super romantic, dramatic scene of the two of them in the hallway. Like getting back together. And then right when you think it's going to go down like maybe more of a generic path. Mm-hmm. Like boom you get this like surprise and i think that happens multiple times throughout the movie but they're just their comedic timing was amazing yeah it's all the little one liners oh, throughout yeah. all the little sneaky things that you might not realize at first are funny but you think about it it's like oh shoot that's hilarious and then it all yeah. ties together in that fight at the end mm-hmm. it's just it's hilarious from start to finish with with the one liners it was nothing crazy it wasn't a good like it wasn't a crazy good one liner but whenever um, the son was giving a speech at the eighth grade graduation, and Cal got up, and I was like, and me for me, I was like, oh no, what's he gonna do? And then Ryan Gosling's like, just in the background, he's like, oh boy, that like I was cracking up once I heard him say that, because that's exactly the thought I was having. I was like, oh boy, what is he gonna do? And then he goes on to give us like a huge speech. I thought it was funny. But yeah. And then side note, after the fight where the police are sitting there and looking at all these guys beat up. Oh yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we're just going to chalk this up to domestic dispute. <laughs> Which one of you is David Lindhawk? Yeah, that was the part. <laughs> just keep it in the family. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. All right, let's go over our final scores. I loved this movie, but it was only scored a 17 out of 25 for me because it did rank low in cryability and soundtrack. If I'm just concerned about ROM and COM, it had an 8 out of 10. So, I mean, I think it did pretty well, 17 out of 25. That's pretty good. Um, our benchmark is 15, so this was a ROM-COM for me. Yeah, I think I ended up right around 15 or 16, so it's right on the border there, but it... Just my score, it's a rom-com. Okay, so I love the movie, but via the data, or data, uh, it was a bomb for me. I really love the movie, but data don't lie. And it's a bomb. Now, but at, at the end of the movie, I gotta admit, it, it was me, like, it was, did turn out to me being like, oh, this was a good one I haven't seen in a while, or it was a good one I'll probably watch again. But it kind of left me wanting a sequel, I'm not gonna lie. I need. I want to know what happens like with the rest of the characters as it kind of goes, but it was a bomb according to the data. Fair enough. Uh, I also was. Uh, I was at seventeen. Um, so definitely a rom com for me. 
Uh, like Phoebe, I was a 9 out of 10 if I just look at ROM and COM scores. Uh, but I really believe that cryability, uh, you know, factors in. I think soundtrack is huge. Uh, and the cast was solid too. It was a good movie, but it had its issues. It's a little dated now in 2020. And uh, solid, but we also can't give everything an A. So, you know, we'll see what comes up next. Uh, I got to throw a little bit of extra light, though, on Chase. You are the odd one out on this. All three of us scored at a rom-com. Uh, our total average score was a 16. So as a group, it it's it makes it at a rom-com. But, but Chase, rom-bomb on Crazy Stupid Love. The data, man. I'm a hard scorer. <laughs> Only tell the truth. It's real. How do you feel about being the first official rom-bomber? Um... I feel good that my name will be down in the record books. If you guys get rid of me, I'll still be here. Um, and I feel bad about it because I really love the movie, but David don't lie. There's not always a happy ending. Just like for David Linhagen. <laughs> Fair enough. We can't end it any better than that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check back in for our next episode. And let us know uh, on our Instagram... And, uh, you know, tell us what your score was. Did you like Crazy Stupid Love? Did you agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Uh, We want to hear from you. Tune in later. Bye-bye. See ya.